And the San Francisco 49ers quarterback in 2023 is... Uh, we got all of that and much more on today's episode of Locked on NFL. You are Locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, football fans? And welcome into another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast, bringing you everything you need, the biggest stories all around the National Football League. Proud part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube as well. And it's Tuesday here on Locked On NFL, so you've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. L Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. We appreciate you very much for joining us and being here with us for another episode of Locked on NFL. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. Tell you more about them later on today's episode. The NFL released its updated 2023 salary cap, and there are a couple of teams that are in trouble, but not necessarily the ones that you think. We'll also take a look at Kellen Moore headed to the West Coast to work with Justin Herbert. How does that boost his uh I guess, outlook for the rest of his career and some of the small things that you should be watching when it comes to Cincinnati Bengals. But first, uh, Brock Purdy. He was pretty good as a rookie. Mr. Irrelevant went out there, won a couple of, uh, you know, won a bunch of games, ended up, you know, you love it. You know, you love it, Luke. Come on. You know, you love God. it. He's pretty good. He was pretty good. It was great. Anyway, he Come went out there. He won. He won some games. He was a. He's an offensive rookie of the year finalist. He's got all the things going for him. But unfortunately, in that uh, NFC Championship game, a UCL injury that will now sideline him for six months. And as our friends over at Locked On Forty Niners uh, have kind of expressed, six months. Doesn't sound like a big of a deal because it's the off season, but some important things going on in the off season. So, Luke, this feels like what was eventually going to be the conversation anyway. Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance. It seems like the San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers might not really have a choice here, at least throughout OTAs and training camp and all that good stuff. They're set up, and I'm sure um, Brian and Eric on Lockdown 49ers will be talking about this a lot this offseason, mm-hmm. but they're oh, set yeah. up to very cleanly go into... 2023 let jimmy garoppolo walk get your compensatory pick for whoever wants to pay him have trey lance bqb1 brock purdy bqb2 let camp shake out right if birdie outplays trey lance good for him be open to that but i don't think you're gonna start that way because i mean you did go into the year with trey lance as your starter and brock purdy also is gonna be sidelined for six months with that ucl thing we gotta see how that all works out gotta see how lance's injury works out um but it's kind of fun. The 49ers are set up to do nothing at quarterback yeah. and be pretty set. <laughs> and be in a much better position in some cases than like a lot of NFL teams that are going to be looking like, for like the entire NFC South wishes they had this problem. Yeah. Like I don't see an action that the 49ers take that leaves them in a better spot than new, doing nothing would leave them. Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so kidding. The, oh God. I'm sorry. So I'm do nothing. The- <laughs> Kyle, just chill. Focus yeah. your offseason on something else because that seems like you've got a starter and a backup. 
And this is this is one of those things where like we look at this roster construction, Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, the trade midseason for Christian McCaffrey, the defensive pieces like Fred Warner, Bosa, like all of these guys. It just goes to show you that sometimes like building around the quarterback makes the massive makes sometimes a, a larger impact than the idea of like going out and spending a ton of money in the open market, for instance, for a veteran franchise quarterback. So there's a couple of things that stand out to me here. The importance of the rookie deal for a quarterback, which I think we oftentimes overinflate, but this feels like a pretty good example of it. And then your ability to be able to use those funds wisely, have a system mm -hmm. that supports those players and then puts them all in a situation to excel. And then all of a sudden you're in a position here to where you've got Trey Lance, you've got you know Brock Purdy, who could just be a mystery relevant fall off guy, but turned out not to be that guy. And even though you have this injury, you're in a really, really good spot because the car can drive itself regardless of the driver. Yeah. And like their off season is one of the easier ones in the NFL to figure out like the way right. this should go. Cause they've got only a couple of like key pieces that are headed to, they, they are losing a lot of players. Like just the list of names is long, but a lot of them yeah. are backups and depth pieces and stuff. So it'll be a depth building off season. They got to figure out what they want to do with Mike McGlinchey. They got to figure mm -hmm. out what they want to do if they want to replace how they want to replace Tashawn Gibson, mm -hmm. um, guys like Emmanuel Mosley or Charles Amenahu. But a lot of these guys are role players, depth players, the kind of guys that you know you get third round picks, fifth round picks to bring in special teamers. Um, they are very well set up to run it back with very little resistance to that. And when you have like, I'll call it a super team around. Brock Purdy. And I think if they had the quarterback play they expected to get out of Trey Lance, if they had Jimmy Garoppolo, even, I You're think right. it's a super team. Um, and to just not really have to do anything and everybody just comes back except your right tackle. Like, all right, <laughs> not <laughs> runner back, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, not bad. And and one of your QB ones goes somewhere else, but then you're 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 pretty okay. But not the uh, one you even wanted. Yeah, not like, the one you were investing you already in twenty twenty three anyway. Yeah, you traded three first round picks to get to upgrade on that guy. So yeah, let him walk and take your third round compensatory pick because somebody's gonna pay the heck out of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna pay a lot of money for Jimmy Garoppolo. And thankfully for the San Francisco 49ers, it doesn't have to be them. The other thing that you're looking at too is you know, you mentioned all those role players and everything. We'll we'll be breaking down some things around the the new salary cap as we know it now for 2023, but they've also got at this point somewhere around $16 million to spend before even getting into the offseason. So keeping those role players, adding talent, because they'll also be able to make some money in certain places as well, but adding talent, keeping the role players in-house, and then also investing your draft stock, those that none of that is outside of the realm of possibility or even really remotely complicated for this team. I think the biggest question you're actually looking at when it comes to San Francisco 49ers is if D'Amico Ryans heads to the Houston Texans, then who do they get to be that, that, that Kyle Shanahan of the defense? Because how crazy is it that they had Kyle Shanahan yeah. on offense, D'Amico Ryans on defense, innovating, doing all these incredible things. That'll be, I think the biggest patch they'll need to fill over the offseason If that happens. Which Kyle Shanahan did it once before when he lost Robert sure. Salad to the Jets. Yep. So yep. Yep. They, that might just be he might just be a guy that can find that uh, that talent, which is great when you know that's not your side of the ball. Yep. I don't know. I I, I imagine 49ers fans don't want to hear too much like cope right now. They're probably just pretty upset about the <laughs> game. About a lot. I mean, they lost the game two days ago. Yeah, I uh, really understand. But this is an off season that will I think just offer very little resistance to the 49ers, mm -hmm. whatever they want to be. 
which I imagine the team that's been to the NFC Championship two years in a row is the team that they want to still be. Yeah. So they can just yeah. and keep people doing don't it. want to be a part of that, right? Like that's the thing is they're Absolutely, not going to have yeah. trouble. And sixteen million people. cap space. As it stands, sixteen million in cap space, right. and there's absolutely stuff they could do to make more if they so desire. If there's some premier yeah. free agent they want to go after, they can totally find ways to do that too. Um, it is a bright moment in San Francisco, even though it feels probably really bad if you're you're a diehard. Yeah, it um, feels like a darkest before dawn kind of a situation at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to go through it, you know. You got to go through it. Um, but it is about that time of year when dreams get shattered. When, when playoff seasons end, and uh, that also means that February is coming up, and in February is Valentine's Day. Way less uh, sad. <laughs> way less sad, hopefully. <laughs> but to, to help your up your odds, <laughs> get a good gift. All right, that's where Blue Nile comes in. Blue Nile is a place where you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create a custom engagement ring. And they can provide expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that place you in control. So you don't have to suddenly become an expert on all of this stuff. They will have somebody that can get on the phone with you or whatever and help you. All of the modern convenience of online shopping, but you can still put all the care and thought that your partner deserves with BlueNile.com. And right now you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off. Once again, BlueNile.com. All right, everybody. Continuing on with another episode of Locked On NFL. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Every day. Don't forget to also go and check out Locked On NFL because Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night, you can see I'm I'm in a different setup if you're watching on uh, if you're watching on YouTube because I'm here in Mobile, Alabama, getting ready for the Senior Bowl, and we as a collective here at Locked On are going to be doing our post practice live shows around 9 p.m. Eastern time or in the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page. Make sure you go and check that out as well. So, Luke. We spent a lot of time throughout the season sort of tracking the Brandon Staley of it all when it came to the Los Angeles Chargers. They instead went a different route. They moved on from offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi instead. Yeah, so sacrificial lamb. (laughs) Yeah, it felt very much like a, forgive the phrase, but it felt very much like a scapegoat situation, right? I don't know why. Yeah, most Chargers fans were pretty happy to see the back of him. Yeah, yes, exactly. (laughs) Are goats listening? Yeah, are the goats mad that I say scapegoat? I don't know. Uh, sorry, goats. And so, like, <laughs> one of the things that... I apologize now, to the now I'm, like, making a mockery of all of it. But seriously, sorry, yeah. goats. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> they, they moved on from them. And then so now they have this, what felt like it was going to be the most coveted OC position available to an extent. Um, because you don't have a, an offensive play caller at head coach. And you have this bright young star at quarterback in Justin Herbert. So... One of the hottest names over the coaching cycles for the past couple of years in terms of the head coaching conversation has been Kellen Moore out of the Dallas Cowboys, their current OC. However, now he's going to take that same job. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, he's up there. And so now he gets an opportunity to go and be the OC of the Los Angeles Chargers working with Justin Herbert. And that feels like a pretty, or as I call him down here in Cajun country, Justin Hebert. That brings right. him into. I, I, I had to do it. You know, I do. That's okay. that's pretty big for Justin Herbert if Kellen Moore is who we believe him to be. You know, who I think the biggest winner is of this whole thing. Who's that? Kellen Moore. Oh yeah, this is great for Kellen Moore. Oh, Usually, awesome. when you hear like mutually parted ways, it's like we fired you, but respectfully, right? But it feels like in Dallas, 
at least listening to what like Marcus and Landon have been saying at mm-hmm. Lockdown Cowboys or like just Dallas media as a whole, it feels a lot like it really was like Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore didn't want to work together anymore. Not necessarily a, a judgment on the merits of either person. It's just Kellen Moore said, I, I just want to go my own way. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like to me. I'm not all, I'm not as up on the situation as, as the local guys are. Um, but what better landing spot is there for an oh, up and coming guy to go into Los Angeles, call a good offense, distance yourself from McCarthy, who that's not a very hard sell because right. he's been in the league for 12 years and he's had all yep. kinds of you know, a, a little bit of criticism levied yeah, his way. A little bit. <laughs> go get Mike Williams and Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and mm-hmm. that whole unit. Do what you can with it. And also, you're 100% in charge of the offense. So if that offense is good at all, you are getting head coaching in your views. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Like, Marshall Falk talked about this not too long ago. And I think if I remember correctly, he talked about it around the Sean McVay hire in Los Angeles. And the thing that he talked about was how important it is to be early on offensive coordinators in particular and offensive head coaches and one of the reasons why you do that is because if you're a year late on an offensive coordinator that offensive coordinator is already a head coach in today's nfl right and so like what a great like the other person that i think comes out of this looking really happy right now is probably brandon staley because a big part of everything that you looked at from brandon staley was the clock management all these other things but now all of a sudden you bring in this kind of like bright you know, young whiz kid that can come in who is the offensive version of what you were expected to be over on the defensive side. And now the pressure's just kind of off in that way. You've got a new OC, you've got an OC that's working with a young quarterback. You're probably going to get an extra year out of this because if it falls apart, it's like, Hey, this is our first time together. Let us feel this out. And so it kind of like, it kind of, it, it, it sort of opens up that door for like things to go a little bit less well in 2023 but you still get to keep your job right if it does go a little bit less well and so it just kind of like widens that margin of error a little bit and so i think brandon staley comes out of this on a pretty good trajectory as well but this was a smart move by the los angeles chargers as well like to see those two split ways and go that's the guy we want to go and get and then go and get him before he ends up a head coach somewhere that's a huge win for them so say like two years in two mm-hmm. years from now, we're heading into the 2025 off season. It's, it's January. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is more likely to be chargers head coach, Brandon Staley or Kellen Moore? Oh, Kellen Moore. A hundred percent. That's Kellen. what I'm thinking too. Yeah. This is yeah. also like for the chargers. If you go belly up next year, you can get rid of Brandon Staley, promote Kellen Moore. And you've like got your, and, and now your offensive players aren't changing their system and stuff. And you have this like nice smooth transition into the like young hot shot who, can get rid of all your bad press you got another yep. scapegoat like lined up that that's where it feels like this is headed to me unless the chargers you know screw around and win the afc west or something yeah like right right like the, first, <laughs> the first time in five years somebody who isn't the chiefs wins it like if they like do something crazy like that uh which i don't know man the chargers are capable of everything both good and bad that's that's kind of the rule of it the is, chargers it is a wide berth it is yeah. a wide berth of possibilities <laughs> there. But it is great for, you know, if you're the Los Angeles Chargers to kind of have your your head coach in waiting, you know, quote, secretly, right? Doing air quotes with that. Like, it's an option. It, yeah. 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 You have Whether they acknowledge it or not, it is an option. Right. When right. push comes to And show. then 
And then if you don't, you don't. And it's not, it's also not the end of the world. You're just going about business as usual at that point. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Cause I remember, you know, there was all that conversation around like Sean Payton, the, you know, are they going to move on from Brandon Saley? Who's getting paid like $4 million a year and hire Sean Payton who wants somewhere between 20 to $25 million a year. Well, now they might have just landed today's version of Sean Payton right? Like same pedigree as the offensive coordinator with this, with the, the Dallas Cowboys put together a pretty good offense there. Uh, innovative mind knows very well how to maximize wide receivers, maximize skill position, play how to protect a quarterback. Although there were some things I think around all of that as well, but now you bring him to that system and say, okay, well they didn't go after Sean Payton, but did they find someone that can give them an offensive system? That's just as innovative. I argue that maybe they did, from that offensive coordinator hire of Kellen Moore, and they certainly get closer to it without having to spend four times as much money. I think that's that's the thing that you highlight for the Los Angeles Chargers in terms of just being wise in this hire. We'll see how it all actually plays out. Was Kellen Moore the problem? Was Dak Prescott the problem? Was Mike McCarthy the problem? We might get some answers to all that, but the biggest thing is how do Moore and Herbert Bear work together uh, in Los Angeles? I think that's going to be the big thing. Yeah. Which, which is exciting. There's a lot of really fun potential Very. there. There's one other quick thing before we get to the salary cap stuff I want to mention. Oh, yeah. um, shout outs to David Harrison for pointing this out. Mm-hmm. Um, Bengals quarterback coach Dan Pitcher signs a contract extension. Would not be uh, big enough news for the Lockdown NFL podcast usually. Mm-hmm. But uh, is it Bill Cal- Brian Callahan? Bill Cal- Brian Callahan, Callahan is, mm-hmm. is his older father. Uh, Brian Callahan has been interviewing with the is it the Colts and the Cardinals Second interview with the Colts and then first interview with the Cardinals. Yep. Yep. So he's getting head coach interviews and isn't that interesting that the guy <laughs> it, that sounds to me like the Bengals have tapped who takes over if Brian can Callahan does leave and take a head coaching job. Yeah. Um, and, and who I don't know better? if that means that they know something we don't or whatever, but it does kind of sound like, okay, we're a little worried. This dude's getting a second interview. If it's, you know, stay in house, buddy, because if yeah. he's gone, it's you. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and what a great what a great pairing that could turn into. I mean, obviously Brian Callahan's done some really cool things uh, and some great things with Joe Burrow, particularly in concert with Joe Burrow as they shifted towards that that structure toward the like five six games into the season this year. But then you take you take the quarterback coach that's been working with Joe Burrow and turn him into your offensive coordinator. And it's like nothing changes. Like you don't miss a beat in terms of communication, in terms of shorthand, all these other things in terms of developing a relationship and, 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 and fortifying a relationship with the quarterback. That's a smart move by the Cincinnati Bengals for sure. Yeah. And I guess they would hope that it doesn't come up, that they don't need this, that both right. um, Lou Arunamo. I'm so worried. I'm going to, I keep Anaruma. screwing that up. Anaruma. Anaruma. I did screw mm-hmm. it up. All right. You can uh, find my home, Bengals fans. <laughs> <laughs> you have, it's all right. Uh, and, and Brian Callahan, both of them getting head coaching interviews with the Cardinals. So yep. that coaching staff getting picked clean. And I think with good reason, they have certainly been getting the most out of their players. They've done a really good job of putting those players in positions to succeed. For sure. Uh, put yourself in a position to succeed this Super Bowl with. FanDuel, our new sports betting partner. We are super hyped to be working with FanDuel. Um, and it, this is, I mean, this is betting Christmas, right? This is... For real. The Super Bowl is like the time to go find fun props, to go find, you know, you, you could just bet the line if you want to, but I know what you all are doing. You want to go oh, find yeah. who first touchdown scorer and what color is the Gatorade going to be Gatorade and all color. of that fun stuff. 
You can find all of the, that. Uh, anthem. Got to get that one. Oh, I got to get the over under. I think it's what is it? Anthem or longest drive or shortest yes. drive? Will it be longer than the anthem? Yep. Um, that's I, always a favorite. I bet that one every year. Uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on, and you can get a no sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You'd be insane not to do this. All right. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Claim that no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, everybody. We are wrapping up this episode of Locked On NFL. Luke Braun, Ross Jackson here for you on this Tuesday afternoon. Luke, it's nerd season, my friend. Yes, it is. It is. It is nerd season. It's time for the draft nerds. It's time for the salary cap nerds. It's time for the nerdiest of the nerds. The analytics nerds, we're all out here. The RAS nerds, it's time. And the it big is one. that time. Yes. And the big one on Monday uh, was the salary cap. $224.8 million, a $16 million plus increase from 2022 going into 2023. Football is back. It's back, ladies and gentlemen. We got to love it. Revenue is back. So that's great. And that's huge for a lot of teams in the NFL. Uh, there are some other teams, though, that are going to be uh, in not-so-great situations. I'll be covering mm -hmm. one of them, the New Orleans Saints, $57 million <laughs> over the salary cap. That's nothing for Mickey Loomis. Nothing. That's nothing. He, what was it, like 105 last year? <laughs> yeah, it was 100. I think it was 70-something last year, and the year before that, it was 100 and whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it was, was wild. They, they're working the debt down. And I will say, so I have, I'm a uh, plug, plug, plug. I have a yeah. long long salary cap explainer that is coming out on my personal Patreon that will be free for everyone to watch. So go watch it at patreon.com slash Luke Brown NFL. It should be up either the day this comes out or the day after. Mm -hmm. um, so go watch it. So you understand what all of this crap means. But if you want to know how a team is managing its salary cap, you know, people get worried about kicking the can down the road too much. Look year over year. Is their debt going down? Because the Saints aren't going to solve all hundred million of that at once, right? Unless you want to do what the Bears did this year, and nobody wants to be the Bears. Nobody um, wants to be the Bears. Nobody wants to do that. But going from hundred to seventy to fifty, and so on, they're working down the debt. That is the the way that they're that they have to handle that, and that's yeah. the way you want to see things trending. But the Saints are not in the worst spot with the salary cap. They have Luke, a lot of restructurable contracts. I mean, you know this. I'm sure you've been talking about this on Locked On Saints daily about. <laughs> I love some salary cap stuff. Yeah. they, and, and the reason is because they have contracts they can restructure. They have stuff that they signed players to that they don't have any intention of actually playing out. And, that, yep. and some teams will do this. They'll promise money that they kind of don't really have any intention of paying out, but then they'll restructure it or they'll void it or they'll do, they, they kind of will, everybody has the agreement that functionally this is a three-year deal and then we'll come back to the table. Yep. Um, but there are some teams that are way deeper into that road. And I am going to cite a chart from Arjun Manan. He works, I, I think he still works for PFF, or at least he used to, mm -hmm. um, who charted out everybody's uh, like functional cap space versus their restructurable cap room. So essentially, oh, how much space do you nice. have? How much space can you make? Um, and what's interesting is most teams were really on a line there. Uh, it, it, like those two things correlate 
pretty well mm-hmm. um like negatively so the the less cap space you have typically the teams with no cap space or who are way over have left left, left themselves a lot of room to restructure it's almost like they have plans but right. there are two teams Magic. who are in a rough 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 spot and the the first team is the carolina panthers um they have they're about 9 million over and their two biggest contracts are functionally uncuttable. That's DJ Moore and Taylor Moten. Now, I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to want to cut those players anyways, and right. they can't. They can restructure those two guys, which will get them under, uh, but they would still have to do more if they want to go for anything in free agency, and they won't even have enough to do their draft class. So they'll still have to do more work than that, and that's kicking the can down the road, and there's downsides to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um they have somebody like Shaq Thompson that they could save $13 million on a cut, but that's only saving about half of that contract value. They're paying him 24 mil. Um, they have Sam Darnold, the best quarterback who played for them this year, right. is a pending free agent as well. So they have a quarterback situation to deal with. Mm-hmm. They have um, several contracts that are over $10 million, right? So eight figure con- eight figure cap hits. They've got six of them, and the only one that saves them significant cap space is Shaq Thompson on a cut. So there's Whoa. not a lot of flexibility there. It is a right. rougher spot. They can get out of it, and and I maybe another day I can kind of show what that would look like because it's actually an interesting puzzle for them. Mm-hmm. the The real team in the pits is Green Bay. Oh, you they are in a that, rough spot. Oh. Oh, you love that. Um, Yeah, I want to taste it. (laughs) So they're in a really rough spot because they have a lot of the same things going on. They have David Bakhtiari, who's 32, and who, if cut, would incur a $23 million dead cap hit. And restructuring him, which they've done a whole bunch of times already, would save less than $8 million. They are currently 16 and a half over the cap. They're projected to be 16 and a half over the cap. Um, so like the Vikings are projected to be like 24 mil over the cap, but Mm -hmm. they could just restructure people and get under if that's the way they wanted to do it, which won't be the way they want to do it, but they could, Mm -hmm. um, the Packers don't have that luxury. And on top of this, they have their Aaron Rodgers situation. Oh yes. Rumors abound, right? Are they going to look to trade him? What are they going to do? The best they can do. And I'll point to an article from Jason Fitzgerald at over the cap Mm -hmm. who kind of boiled down what their options money-wise are with Aaron Rodgers. And assuming he retires, and it works out similarly if they trade him, they can essentially get him to agree to a reworked deal that turns into a post-June 1st retirement or trade. Um, That means an $18 million dead cap hit this year and like 23 or something like that next. So they're taking $40 million over two years and they can split it up with contract accounting shenanigans Mm -hmm. to get out of the contract that they were in with Aaron Rodgers, That is, I think a reasonable place to be, Mm -hmm. but they're already in trouble. They're already (laughs) in trouble. That's the thing that makes it so tough. Yeah. Now getting rid of Rodgers, if they do trade Rodgers, they do get just about to, to under the cap. If they Mm -hmm. trade him and they do this, the stuff that they need to do to, to make that happen, they get about, to the break-even point. But then they need to do more stuff to actually be able to sign a rookie class to do anything in free agency. Um, This is not the way you want your roster to be trending when you have Jordan Love looking at starting his first year, if you're going to go that route. If they even want to go that route, because I'm still not really sold that the Packers think that highly of Jordan Love. 
I'm fascinated to see where the Packers go. Like as just a, as, as a Vikings fan, I wish ill upon them as a neutral <laughs> football fan. That's a very interesting puzzle. And yeah. for Packers fans, if they, if they want something to grab onto, I said this about the Eagles this time last year. I was like, I have no idea how they figure out their situation. They did. All right. Yeah, they did fine. They did all right. They, <laughs> they, they figured did, it out. They, they are they are doing all right, which the fact that that is present tense is kind right. of the point. Yep. Um, but those two teams are in fascinating situations. Everybody else, the Bucks, the Saints, the Vikings, the Titans, those are your four teams that are projected to be the furthest over the cap, all have buttons and switches and levers in place that yep. are meant to kind of bring this down, and they'll do their stuff. We'll have fun news. You and I will have fun news to cover at some point mm-hmm. in early March but that's kind of going to be it. It's not going to actually be difficult. They're just going to have to make some transactions that they've already pl- been planning on making. Yeah. The Packers and Panthers are off script. They're off of their plan. Yeah. Um, things went weird for them. So <laughs> not go as planned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think stuff. like the, like the Panthers one is so interesting and so intriguing because just like the rest of the NFC South, presumably they're in a quarterback situation. And so you can't just break even. You have to right. make enough money to go and sign the quarterback that you want. Or, like they're or not in on Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Right. There's no way. Like, yeah. Unless they're blowing at, everything up, which right. kind of defeats the purpose. Right. And so there's, and then you just went out and hired Frank Reich. Like there's all of these pieces mm-hmm. to, to all of this. Like, where do you go there? It's not to say that it's impossible, but as you mentioned, just like with the, with the Philadelphia Eagles, like you can figure it out. But this time next year, we're either talking about how, they figured it out and navigated it perfectly, and now they're on their way to the Super Bowl, or m- perhaps more likely, right, considering that only two teams make the Super Bowl, so just odds-on-wise, we're talking about how, like, wow, they really they really got shelved a little bit because, or that season really got shelved for them because of the salary cap situation and, and Aaron Rodgers' departure and the hole that that put them in and blah, 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 blah. Like, one of those two conversations is happening this time next year, and I'm fascinated to see which one it is. Because if it's the latter, it's really exciting to see how they pulled them. Or it's, it's, it's interesting to see how they got in that situation, how they pulled themselves out. If it's the former, then it's exciting because they found a way to pull themselves out so, so quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very, very fun to watch that. It, it, yeah, it'll be an interesting couple of years in the NFC North in particular as mm-hmm. the Lions are sort of finding their, their foothold a little bit. They're right. getting their feet under them and who knows where the bears are headed. And the Packers are sort of in this crossroads where who do they want to be? Like there's these really interesting teams in the NFC North. And honestly, in two years, I have no idea who's going to be on the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch NFC North, NFC South could be in shambles. <laughs> we'll see how it all could goes. be in shambles. And they could be like the NFC East was this year. Like right. no earthly idea. You have no it's idea awesome. what this is going to look like. It's going to be so much fun. And if you want to keep up to date with everything going on around the NFL, this is absolutely the place for you to do it every single Monday through Friday, bringing you through all the biggest stories and a little bit of nerd talk here and there, especially on Tuesdays with Luke and I, when it comes to locked on NFL. So we appreciate you so much as always for being here with us, making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Tony and James, get you all taken care of. James probably, we will have some thoughts on Bryce uh, on uh, Brian Callahan and how all of that mm-hmm. whole situation potentially shakes out, especially if a hiring happens. So you'll want to keep it locked here on the Locked On NFL podcast for that and much more. Appreciate you as always for tuning in, for being here with us uh, for another episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.